Before we get into it, I need to remind you that I've got a Patreon. If you don't know what that is, it's where people can support their favorite content creators. And it's where I can basically create premium and behind the scenes content to help traders profit more on their football index journeys and basically help them become better traders. If you go over to patreon.com forward slash FI guide, that's patreon.com forward slash FI guide, you can basically check out the four different tiers on offer. Three pounds basically gets you the early access to the podcast and also five minutes extra on every Sunday figcast out there. The five pounds offer gets you a monthly blog post and a monthly podcast from myself private to those patrons only the eight pound tier gets you access to the fig discord which is a place where some of the best traders on the platform hang out and chat and uh, it's it's really awesome really enjoy it in there and the 12 pound tier gets you access to fig webinars which is where all the juicy stuff is that is where people guests or myself come and do a webinar every month for you know 45 50 60 minutes and last month's was by fi sigmund on the psychology of football index which i really really enjoyed and i'll definitely be putting out some snippets of that on youtube and such so do go check out the patreon p-a-t-i-o-n.com forward slash f-i guide hello and welcome to a spooky episode 39 of the Figcast Extra. As always, joined by Sporting Panda. How did I do that? I tell you what, I absolutely loved it. I loved <laughs> it. That's just the type of flair and charisma I'm looking for in a co-host. Yeah. I, I was going to play this famous song to see if you knew it. Look, here we go. Because I played one last week and people loved it. Look. Is that, is that the X-Files? Um, no, it's not. No. That is a uh, famous piece by John Carpenter, and it was on Halloween. So I think, uh, I think the film was called, I think it was called Halloween, to be honest, or maybe... The first Carpenter. note, the first note is quite similar to the X-Files. It, no, yeah, I'll give you Do you that. know what I mean? It gets quite creepy. Hang on, look. Wait for this bit to kick in when the... Hang on. Oh, that is... I think that's, that's quite creepy. Stuff Michael Myers in. is the baddie in that. You know, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it. It's a really, well, probably the most famous scary film of all time. And um, yeah, it is a creepy film when he, when he kind of leers in. It's quite a famous uh, villain or murderer, mm. I guess you'd call it. Let me just... I'm not too good with horror films, you know. I'm, I'm not. I've never, believe I've believe not it or not, too many. I don't really like them that much. But I just... Well, I just don't think they're particularly good. Um, some of them are. Ha- Halloween. It's called Halloween and it was from 1978. So that was like a slasher film. So that was quite good. Uh, Silent Hill is quite creepy. There's been the odd one, which I found creepy, but the ones that make me jump, I don't really like too much. Um, so yes, it's Halloween. Um, and I thought your introduction was good. Uh, talking about Halloween, just to let you know, something very scary happened to me. I went to a Turkish barber's this week, last week to get my hair cut. This is a week old. I forgot to tell you, it annoyed me. And um, you ever been to a Turkish barber's? Uh, I have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know this, but they brought out a massive flame at the end, don't they? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, what on earth? And almost burnt my ear to a crisp. <laughs> do they do that in every Turkish... I actually meant to ask you last week. Do they do that not, in every Turkish Not barber? every Turkish barber, but they they do often do it. Because I could smell singed hair after on, in my ears, which I suppose oh. is normal. Yeah, that's... Yeah, just getting rid of the, uh, the old earwax. It's, 
Oh, dear. Is it earwax? Is it earwax they do? That? No, no, it's not earwax. Oh, right. <laughs> not burning off your earwax. No. So they do that for ear hair? Yeah. Yeah. No, I really liked the experience, to be honest, yeah. But you were scared at first. Oh, yeah, definitely. It's kind of like, have you ever been to a chiropractor? No, I haven't. No, you haven't? No. Well, people listening will know, but like, you know in movies where like the the kind of Jet Li type character goes behind someone's he- head and just like cracks their neck yeah, tw- yes. yeah, and they're dead uh, they're yeah, dead they're yeah, done yeah, basically a yeah. chiropractor actually does like a similar move to you yeah to like relieve some some tension in mm. the the neck and the the spinal cord mm. and honestly i think I've, I've been to a chiropractor maybe three four times in my life and um for for niggles or or, mm. or pains mm. and when every time they do it you're like shit this could be it because it what because what the damage you know one the, one the, wrong the one wrong one wrong step you're like they yeah. just done my neck in haven't they yeah, I wouldn't like the sound of that, to be honest. Um, so I won't be going to any chiropractors. But no, the, fl- the flame bothered me. I did talk about chiropractors. I did see, I do see on TikTok some chiropractors working with like women in leggings. And I can't tell if it's like a half joke because the women are quite <laughs> attractive. You know, like they've got leggings on and nothing. And he kind of, he's pulling their legs up. And I think it's TikTok. I haven't really. I've I've kind of gone off TikTok now. I, I, I have. Be. But I still definitely, definitely a lockdown trend, wasn't it? Oh, massively, yeah, massively. The Chinese government own that. I tell you, I got a lot of <laughs> stick last week about my gym routine, and um, I haven't oh, really enjoyed yeah, that. Too, yeah, yeah. It's been all week. The hamstring curls. Yeah, I mean that was the main. Like, shout note, out I think. to um, Black Widow, uh, who's not feeling very well today, so get get better soon. But she um, was very ups, not upset, but I thought she picked it apart unnecessarily. Um, but anyway, for the people that want to know what the routine is really very quickly, uh, because people thought I was making it up on the spot, I've shared a spreadsheet on Discord. So if there's any reason to join Fix Patreon, it's to get the Panda personal workout program. Um, and <laughs> if you're going to sign up for any reason, that is not the one. <laughs> <laughs> she, to be fair, a lot of people, bl- this is a routine that people watch me perform and literally sort of watch you perform. Yeah. And they will pause and they will be, wow, that's incredible because the technique I've got, it's not about how much you can <laughs> lift and aesthetics. It's about duration under the rep. And everyone will back me up on this. That muscular endurance. Yeah. Muscular endurance. It's being slow, controlled, focusing on technique. Like when I squat, I don't cheat the squats. I get low, you know, it's a deep squat and activating every muscle on it. So anyway, it's a wonderful workout routine. If you do want to uh, know what it is, just drop me a DM. I probably won't reply, but you'll have to, you'll see it, <laughs> you'll see it on the Fig Patron. I'm not going to read out every exercise because that's boring, but it, it, I thought it was very good. The only thing that people mocked me on was the hamstring curl. <laughs> um, but, right, let's move on. Yeah, sorry, right. Go on then. Yep. Um, did you watch any football this week? Uh, yes, watch some football. Yeah, yeah. Um, Got- it's weird, isn't it, this show now? Because we record after the UCL games, but also we've got a whole weekend's worth of Premier League games. But that, whereas before, we'd have a bit of a, a break, so we'd be able to talk about Prem and then Champions League and other games, etc. So did you watch any games over the weekend and then any in the week? Um, more more midweek is in mind. Again, I want to do a lot of prep for this show, but sadly I haven't been able to, so we're kind of reacting on the fly. Um, I thought variance is an interesting point to, to start the show with this week. Like If you think about... Kimmich this week and we always talk about him but I've got I've got some information here actually on Kimmich but clearly developing at a rate of knots game winning goal Tuesday and a score of a great goal yeah, great just, goal as well so just fantastic you know I said to you, uh, I said to you this week is he a top 5 world midfielder and I would I would say yes um and I've got here a graph 
from the Bundesliga per 90. And it's forward passes versus smart passes per 90. And if you say, okay, we know what a forward pass is, what's a smart pass? So a smart pass fig is a creative and penetrative pass that attempts to break the opposition's defensive line to gain a significant advantage in attack. And you know me, I, I love Luka Modric, Frankie de Jong, Iniesta. I love players that pass forward and try and break lines. And Kimmich is head and shoulders above everyone in terms of forward passes on the graph. Not smart passes, but he is joint second smart passes and miles ahead of everyone forward passes. And his goal threat's improved, so so we know he's great. But um, my point being is that he won with the 2-5-3 on Tuesday, whereas Sancho didn't win with a 3-0-6 on Wednesday. And PB is, number one, it's difficult to win. And secondly, it requires huge patience because a lot depends on can you pull out the score on the given night. So there is huge variance in it. Um, but, you know, so I saw a bit of Bayern, saw him. Do you know who's second on that graph, by the way? Out of interest? In central midfield areas? Yeah, yeah. This is Bundesliga. Uh, in the Bundesliga. It's going to surprise uh, you soon when I bring it up. Uh, 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 I don't know. It's Jude Bellingham. I was going to say... Can you believe that? No, I was going to say... Um, I was going to say Witzel. Uh, for, I, I, I knew it was Dortmund. So I was going Witzel, Brandt. And actually, Bellingham was the first player that came to mind. Yeah, but yeah. I thought he, just doesn't, he hasn't played enough. Yeah, But well, uh, it's obviously per 90, isn't it? Yeah, I'll tell you another... Well, well, I'll tell you, he, he did look on. good when he came on. He's been really... Week, didn't he? Yeah, but he was terrible week before last and he was dropped yeah. for the league game, wasn't he, at the weekend? And we're going to yeah. see that inconsistency with his age. Um, what about Premier League? This is a side topic. Premier League, three best players in terms of forward passes and smart passes. Forward passes. Smart and you can passes. have attacking midfield. Like, sort of midfield. Hammers. Hammers. No, not Rodriguez. He's not there. Uh, not, not in my group of top three. Um, no, two of them is. you should easily De Bruyne get. yeah De Bruyne easily. is head De Bruyne's one Bruno two um... I know he's only played like two games Thiago no decent game no. it's actually Yuri Tillemans Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. he like, was fantastic against Arsenal. Was he? Like, I didn't see that game. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, li- yeah I liked yeah, yeah. Tillemans, Madison, indeed. They've got a lot of quality in Harvey Barnes. Mm, Good old mm. team. But um, Man, Jamie Vardy just gets better with age, doesn't he? He's yeah, like a fine wine. Yeah, he's honestly, honestly, I take him to the Euros. Yeah, yeah, I would. Um, well, would I? I don't know. But no, so games, Champions League. So I love Champions League night, and I tweeted last night about my excitement for it. It gives me such buzz. Although Messi scored the penalty late. At Juventus and cost me quite a bit of money because obviously Starman for Sancho would have been far better. Like that's what I live for those moments when game winning like you know goals go in, PB changes quite late in the day, dramatic money shifts. Like I just I just love the concept behind it. So um, I haven't really done a good job here of articulating what games I've watched. You tell me what games you've seen. I watched. I've the seen bits PSG of game. I watched the Dortmund game and the PSG game. Um, well, I watched the. the the last 30 minutes of the Dortmund game because I was recording with um, with Trading Bear and TC um, last night. Uh, shout out to those guys. It's going to be a good good pod when it comes out. But um, yeah, I don't know. PSG, I know they've got a lot of injury problems, but they just look just so... I, I don't know what it is, but I was watching the game and it was like Istanbul clearly came out and they were like so, so aggressive and fired up. But as always with a lot of those games, like the emotion and the adrenaline wears off and suddenly you're absolutely exhausted. But 
what PSG just didn't, they just didn't step into second gear when that happened. And there were so many loose passes from Istanbul in the kind of the the middle third of the pitch that I just thought where, you know, when you, you can feel it, if a, if a player just picks a pass off and then gets the break on the counter, it's a goal, like, or a, or a really good chance. There were so many of those nearly moments that I thought, but they were just like off it by half a yard, like Marquinhos and yeah, Herrera, I thought, were awful in central midfield. I thought Kimpembe was very good in, in centre-back. I'll tell, had... tell you what, Fig, I've just thought here, and you could, we should be doing this and these games with what we've learned from a football index perspective. Hmm. Okay. That's a better take on this, isn't it? It's just come to <laughs> me, is. and I'm sort of blown away with this idea. So it is rather than just because you and me can talk about football till the cows come home and analyze it. But actually, if I put you on the spot and say, PSG, did you learn anything from football index perspective? <sighs> I learned that, um, I learned that Marquinhos and, uh, who is it? The guy that's, um, come in as a holding the field, a Portuguese guy who's, who's playing center back for them. Yeah. Lost What's his name? What's his name? I will, uh, it will come to me. Moment. Danilo. Danilo, Danilo yes. Danilo. So he was playing centre half and Marquinhos was playing central midfield. And I just think about a lot of the PSG players playing in kind of like different positions and whether or not that can be advantageous from a PB perspective. Mm. Um, and I guess, you know, the, the main talking point from an FI perspective from that game, not like tactically or, or anything else, was Neymar getting injured. And great how much point, more actually. Of the game. Great point. I'm gonna. I wanted actually for next week. I've got such a good idea. I'm gonna run through every significant game to like background music, and I'm gonna give you a headline of the game, and I'm gonna keep people abreast of the key messages. The key message and takeaway from the PSG game was Neymar, and he bloody infuriates me. This is someone I've held on and off over the last eighteen months. I cannot fault his PB ability, his media, his talent, but. Oh my gosh, if it's not keeping up ears and heading the ball to other team, it's just these niggling injuries. And you just can't get momentum with him. It's like it's like being stuck in the mud with a car and you can't put chains down to get purchased and the wheels are just turning and it's not moving forward. Like he just struggles so much to get capital appreciation because it just always injured. never gets momentum. And this looks quite a bad one. So I would say that was a take. I haven't read it too much about it. I saw him in a weird Could be a few weeks this one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so that was that game. He misses the next, he's out until the international break. Yes, so that was infuriating. I thought Bayern Munich, Moscow, I saw bits of, we spoke about Kimmich, outstanding, game-winning goal. You know, I, I got a bit of stick this week because I priced him as 275 for midfielder. To be to be honest, that was pre-100% dividend, so I'd probably say about £5.50. Still under, I got it horribly wrong, but it wasn't as bad as people have made out. Um Atletico Madrid, I wanted to tell you about quickly because mm. I remember now, Jao Felix, he's mm. just so incredibly gifted. And if it wasn't for that six or seven year contract, I would get mixed up. <laughs> I would be all over him like a rush. It's just playing for Simeone. I just don't know how productive he's going to be. But then again, I see him it, like kind of following Griezmann. I was just going to say, yeah, he didn't have a terrible year last year. And if Griezmann is where he can get to and be a focal point for Atletico, then he's a very attractive proposition. And I can see him moving to a Barca or a Man City. I mean, I love him in the Premier League. Love the footballer. Just don't like the setting, if that makes sense. Mm, mm. No, it makes total sense. Yeah. And I think um, 
Atletico, the most PB that team has ever won, has been in the latter stages of the Europa League and, and the yeah, Champions which, League. Which, 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 and it's another thing me and you both said. I mean, we're not trying to dig ourselves out of the Kimmich hole, and or it does. We, there's not an obsession on Kimmich, but we both said the chances for him have dramatically gone up if Bayern are dominant, and also it's latter stages of European competition, tight games where there's not many goals in it. He's going to stand out, and that's what Atletico were like. Griezmann when they went on the Europa League run. He was sensational, wasn't he? Because he was the difference in those games and picking up all the gold wins. So I think it's a hell of a point, yeah. So, I, yeah, Jao Felix, we both like. Jao Felix, yeah, quite um, a player, I think. Shakhtar um, into oh, Shak- nil-nil. I did watch that. I like Bastoni, but never seems to really get anywhere. Um, I watched quite a bit of Madrid munching Gladbach, had a bet on that. I think I popped up in the group and said how... I didn't see the start of it when Madrid struggled, but got to say, two really tidy finishes, especially the first one. Marcus, Marcus Turam. Turam. Really good finish. Yep. And I, I, I tell you what, I've got a bit of a bugbear about some... Um, when managers get a bit too... I don't want to use complacent, maybe a bit too smart, 2-0 up. And they take off some of their most... Um, dynamic counter-attacking players who might not be the guys that keep the ball, but really... Because like I was watching some of the highlights of that game and you had Casemiro and Sergio Ramos in the box in the last minutes. And I'm not saying that if you have Turam and, and a couple other of the forwards that, that were taken off on the pitch at that time, that that doesn't happen. But it definitely does give you a bit more th- to think about. Yeah, from a betting perspective possession is a really dangerous thing so you can sometimes watch a game well i can and i can see it's like the pitch is on tilt so one team is camped in the opposition's half and it's all being played down there and if the team can't get out and don't have any type of counter-attacking threat it's a bit like a boxer if he doesn't have a good jab if you can't keep the other team honest and keep them off you and make them respect something eventually a ball is going to drop in the box and you're probably going to concede whereas if you've got that counter-attacking threat or a good jab and you can hurt the other person it it does change the whole dynamic of a football match possession alone is a very dangerous thing and statistic so i do agree with you there yeah and i think he stays on and you know it's sometimes it's changes for changes sake i I feel from a lot of managers Um, yeah I i think so um not yeah but then again i just football happened in a way i mean madrid yeah it's a bit like Sergio Ramos happened. Sergio Ramos <laughs> happened, and you know Madrid. Madrid had quite an unfortunate goal ruled out the week before. Late this time, they got a late goal. They've not looked particularly good. That was we spoke a crucial point. We spoke about them being on the downhill, and they've got into home and away next. And um, for the Real Madrid assets on football index, that would have been quite dicey because you do want mm. them going through to the latter stages for the lucrative paydays and the media that comes with it. So I think they'll get through. Uh, uh, I, I think, think Munch and Gladbach will live to regret that. Mm, mm, because they're 100%. stuck on two points now um, yeah and yeah they've let Madrid back in the door it would have been massively different to have Madrid on zero points and Gladbach and Gladbach on four what, what's your take on Marcus Turan? love him love him love the athleticism love the style of play I think he's really tailor-made to England he could go to Italy though um, but I mean I, I Raiola think, client yeah yeah and we've said that a couple we've of said that I mean show, you know we, we spoke on the Discord the patron this week about uh, Jorge Mendes and his <laughs> You did a really good, really good. I was reading that back Thank and I was you. like, wow. Yeah. Who's really, really adding the value here? I was really adding value <laughs> to TW, who learns everything off me, like a younger brother, I'd say. And uh, <laughs> yeah, no, the, the links between, I forget even the players now I was linking, but Atletico and Mendes have this weird link, which is why Jao Felix went there. Not weird link, a strong relationship, should I say. Clearly financial interests. And Mino has quite good links with Juventus because Mino Raiola is a bit like a godfather to Pavel Nedved. And um, <laughs> 
I think he is. Is he actually? I, not Godfather. He's not Ned Godfather. But I think he was with him for his whole career and looked after him. And obviously Nedved being in the upper ranks at Juventus, um, you know, Riola clients have got a soft landing place there, which is the big worry, I think, for Erling Haaland uh, holders, if he could go to Juve. But um, yeah, Marcus Tram, um, his dad played at Juventus as well, didn't he? Uh, yes. So Lillian. the links are there. So Italy or England makes sense to me, but love Marcus Tram. Um, hmm. What other games? Watch Madrid. City I've watched, but I don't think I learned anything, to be honest with you. The United, drought, the, look, Leipzig. Look, the drought for Sterling goes on, mate. Do you know what? The drought for Messi from open play as well. I was just thinking, I was like, yeah, but Messi, am I going to be... Messi's winning dividends, Sterling isn't picking so, up so, so, so we'll get on Sterling for a second, but right. I was thinking, <laughs> like, Messi hasn't scored a goal from open play yet this season, and he's already won divs yeah at like a very good yeah, rate the importance of penalties kind of scared for when he starts scoring i'm ter- i'm terrified and th- when i put out my poor tweet around blockbuster Netflix, yeah a lot of people were like has he oh what, no you know the other one last I night's one to me and there's like look i guess i'm trying to think of a good, another example loads of different styles of traders and mess there's a real premium on getting dividends here and now i'm slightly different and i, I play the longer game but Messi and Ronaldo are pains in the ass. They're a pain in the backside for me because they're winning. They're just superb. They win so many dividends. The hole that's going to be left on the platform when they go to be absorbed by other players is going to be huge. And I want to be in a position to be mopping those up. But yeah, Messi's scary and he's going to win the most this year. I'm sure of it. But the Messi situation's taken a bit of a twist. Yes. Now we should talk uh, about Bartomeu that. has stepped away. The border stepped away. That's probably the first good take you've had from oh. a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> in a while, isn't it? You're Do you know what? Run. I've had good take after good take. The only take I got wrong is when Zork screwed me over and said Sancho's <laughs> got a contract of 2023. And he will rue the day he crosses me, but we'll come back to that another week. But no, plenty of good takes from me. And Messi and the board. I'm, I wouldn't be nervous as a Messi holder because that's wrong and that's the wrong type of language because he's going to dominate at Barca. And arguably, he's so suited to that league, he's going to keep picking up loads of PB, but has the chances of going to City decreased by 10 to 15%? I would say so. I would possibly say more. Yeah. I, mean, I would say 10 15% just because he's a year older. It was telling as well that, you know, his wife and child didn't want to leave Barcelona. And, and the whole board. Yeah, and if he gets well, Puyol, just... a couple of mates, they have a good season. He's happy. He had a smile on his face this week. Maybe he's a Barcelona player for life. And there feels like a natural passing of the torch with Pedri, yep, Fatty, yep. I don't, Dembele, whether or not he can he can Yeah, he was good. Fit. He was really good. He, he looked good, though, but it's always a fitness issue with yep, him. Yep. They've got a few players there that, you know, he might feel, well, you know, if I end my career here at 37, 38, uh, then, you know, that's Fatty and Pedri at 21, 22. Um, you know, you've got uh, De Jong and you've got um, Dembele in their mid-20s. Like, I think, you know... There's a few pieces and then it looks like yeah. it's going to be Eric Garcia, Vinalden for energy. Eric Garcia, who and I, Mem- just, I don't Memphis, really rate. Memphis for next summer. So they're looking to bring some fresh blood in. Um, Busquets is a concern. Busquets one of my favourite footballers as well, just in terms of... You know, they talk about where you receive the ball from him. Instantly, you know, within one touch, whether he wants it back or not. He leads you with a pass like a great quarterback does. You know, that is the difference between a Busquets and a Declan Rice, who's quite limited with his passing. How he sets up moves is something to behold. Um, and then the other game, Liverpool. I mean, look, Trent 
a very um, well a relieved uh, not relieved but a timely PB win for some of the doubters out there I think his distribution and I am biased because I'm a holder but it's wildly better than Robertson I'm not saying Robertson's a bad footballer but Trent is a real elite footballer but um, that's kind of we didn't really learn anything there so that was Tuesday quick rundown Wednesday I didn't think it was quite as exciting the Sancho penalty is an interesting thing for you I mean look They've had three penalties this year. The domestic Cup, uh, Sancho took one. In the league against Gladbach, Sancho held the ball. Haaland took it off of him. And then last night in a must-win Champions League game, 0-0, when they lost their first game to Lazio, Sancho took it, which is very significant to me. But They were both around it, though. They, yeah, they, who won it? That's what I wrote down to ask you on the show today. Uh, it was... Because I needed to know that. Who got notes. pulled down in the box? Was it... Rainer or Guerrero, okay. someone okay. got pulled I down was in the box. Making a note of that, as long as it wasn't Sancho. <laughs> no, because I was worried. But like- basically, I remember. I, so I, I basically remember seeing the camera angle, and they zoomed for some reason. BT Sport cameraman, oh fucking awful! So they zoomed in just on the feet around the penalty spot. Right. And I just saw Sancho's blue boots uh, yeah, with yeah. the ball in his hand, put it down, and Harlan's big old clobbery feet come over. Right, and they were they had kind of had a little. Do they yeah, have a chat? Okay. I think I'm, they had a chat. I'm going to watch that because so. against Gladbach... Try and watch it back. I, you, I, have I to, do, you have to see yeah. if they communicated via their feet. Okay. I, <laughs> I, pay, I pay a lot of attention to that. But to, to counteract it and be very honest, I've checked and uh, Marco Royce wasn't on the pitch for any of the Dortmund penalties this season because they won the penalty in the domestic cup in the 57th minute and Royce wasn't on. So He's looked very poor. Royce is probably the season. number one penalty taker. Do you and think then so? I think Sancho's two, Haaland's three. I, the, mm. I spoke to the Wolf before the podcast today. So on my council of senior advisors, I've got the Wolf who sits on my left and the Octopus that sits on my right. I've got some intel later from the Octopus and they both listen to the show. And the Wolf told me that the um, the Salzburg coach, what's his name? It's a funny name. Jerry Marsh or something. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, American guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, he said that Haaland, he was shocked that even though they gave Haaland penalties... He consistently gave them up to teammates like Huang uh, because really? he, wanted, he was so selfless. And he, oh. he thought that if I give penalties up, they're going to be more selfless with me on the pitch. And that mm. coincides nicely with something you told me about when he was throwing goal for the hat. Mm. And he passed it sideways. And I love that when we can dovetail and I can bring information to the table. So that was uh, thanks to the wolf. But um so that was Dortmund last night. Did, did you think they were quite poor, Dortmund, from, very, from very, a FI perspective? Very like, are, you, are there any concerns for holding some of their players? I'm concerned about... I'm not concerned about Sancho, but I just think as an attacking team, you know I've been uh, very nervous about the loss of Hakimi for months mm. and fell out with the uh, Shark account on Twitter about that because, to me, Thomas Mounier has been stealing a living for a long time and I think they missed that dynamic right-hand side like uh, openings. Like if you look at Hakimi's numbers over the last three years, absolutely phenomenal goal and assist output. He is fantastic. So you can't not miss him. And they just, yeah, I, I'm a little bit worried about them. But then again, they started poorly pre-Christmas last year. Um, uh, a, a, a change of formation? I Yeah. What, you think that, it's that, needed? No, that, that happened, didn't it? Oh, yes. They changed formation last year. Yeah, they tucked... Royce and Sancho in behind Haaland, I think. I think they played kind of like a 3-4-2-1 and had the two in behind Haaland. Um, so Favre changed it. And I don't know what they can do this year with it. They do have plenty of options, though. 
but I don't quite know where they where they're going. They, they haven't been that impressive to me, and I thought they were a bit of a dark horse for the Champions League, but on this form, not yet. Barca won. Look, I've got to give loads of credit to Oli. We spoke last time. We've we've consistently spoken around against big teams. They are quality. They have the three four sort of one two up their sleeve. Last night was a four four two diamond, and he took Nagelsmann to school. <laughs> yeah, what, what? he did. To me, it was their best performance, mate. I mean, really? you love Nagelsmann like I do, but... I do, yeah. I'm afraid with these suits... And I love Ipa Meccano as well, and he was... He was dec- terrible. Decimated. Oh. Decimated. Decimated, I mean, that is the word. Is this, a, is this a good United team now, when you can leave Rashford and Bruno on the bench? I, so, so right, tell me. Fr- okay, from a footballing perspective, all of their players suit, from, from, from the back to front, suit a low-block counter-attacking team, right? And a, f- a few of their players suit the 4-4-2 diamond. If you remember Paul Pogba's best football at Juventus, he played on the left of a diamond. I think Ola was trying to do something like that. Um, Fred, I think, looks really... uh, That was probably his best ever game for United. Looked really good. Um, And, you know, I think even Bruno, right, who you'd think is a type of guy who would love as much of the ball as possible. From a footballing perspective, if he has 100 passes in a game, he is making 25 misplaced passes. That's just, you know, there's the stats, right? I'm not saying that's good or bad. No, that's more than he that. Does. He'd probably miss more than that. <laughs> I, think, I think 75% is his kind of yes. pass rate-ish, right? Um, so let's, let's just say that for argument's sake. But if he has 50 to 60 passes, that number is so much lower, like just from a pure volume perspective. And it means that the chances of those 37 or so passes, if they're in the right positions leading to attacks or good moves and against PSG Leipzig same thing he had not that many passes but the quality of the passes were a lot better because from a pure pass volume perspective he made less bad ones if that makes sense so I think and then you go back to the defense right where we've talked about Harry Maguire a lot not very good in a high line likes a deep block deep block Luke Shaw I mean you watched him against Spurs he was literally a, a bloody conference footballer plays against PSG away and the left of a, a three looks absolutely amazing. They've got Twan Zabi coming for uh, coming back um, when they play five at the back as well. Uh, I think it gives um, AWB a little bit more uh, a little bit more cover, but also when he tucks in, it's so hard to penetrate that left-hand side. So I think overall, from a football perspective, they look really good with a deep block. From an FI perspective, I actually think it's, it's just as suited for players like Bruno, who, as I mentioned mean that his PB, you know, his, in a weird way, his base uh, might be, might be better with less passes. Is that a weird thing to say, Panda? Not really, no. I just think if you've got that explosion and the key passes, the assists, the goals in the extra space, then it out trumps 30 extra touches and maybe giving it away (laughs) 10 times. So I don't think it's a crazy thing to say. No, it's all about explosion. And they've got so many explosive assets. The Manchester United thing is is really interesting. You know, I'm I'm a little bit lost, if I'm honest with you, in terms of owning them. I mean, I've been quite critical of Marcus Rashford. But you have. <laughs> this media angle is enormous. And I haven't seen... I mean, Raheem Sterling obviously has been very vocal and um, led on the kind of anti-racism piece. But that started off, I think, in self-defence because the newspapers were attacking him. And then he moved into the anti-racism uh, piece, whereas Rashford has literally made, well, look, it's a tangible difference. He's put food on tables quite literally. And I haven't seen an, an athlete at the, of this age do it. And, 
you know, I can tell you that I think Greenwood has got more ability than Rashford. Look at the finish last night. I mean, that Good to finish, me honest, is finish. outrageous. Um, and you said he could only do it against pub teams. I mean, that's Champions League nil nil against Leipzig, <laughs> but we won't go on to that. But you know, I can't tell you for sure if Greenwood's going to off the pitch be able to mature and meet meet his like top ability level. If you, if you yeah. know what I mean. Whereas Rashford, I've got absolutely no doubts he's going to be like Cristiano in the sense that he will get every ounce of ability out of that footballing body and career. He won't leave anything behind. Whether he's got the ability to reach the very very top, I don't know. But because Greenwood, I think, can reach the very top. But again, you have to question if Greenwood off the pitch and mentally can handle that and do it. But Rashford is such an intriguing prospect. So is Greenwood. Martial, we spoke about him about 10 shows ago. The finishing rate is improving all the time. Bruno is always going to get his goals and assists. There's a lot of assets and I'm tempted to have them all, (laughs) which goes against (laughs) my philosophy. (laughs) You know, is there enough to go around that that old debate? So how would you rank some of those assets from a dividend returns perspective oh, for mate, the next 12 you know, months? I think Bruno's going to return the most, but again, he's got the age and he needs to be because, you know, you know, age is, the age dividend yield curve is an important aspect of trading. Um, so Bruno's going to return the most, I think, because of the set piece duty, but he's the eldest, so he wants to be. Rashford, every equaliser or game winner, there could be media sniffing around because of the media obsession of what he's doing. Especially when the new media monitor and this is, is in, right? Yeah, and this is just why I love Football Index, because you've got so many layers of pricing a player. I mean, I've got to think, if Boris loses the next general election, and <laughs> Rashford's got nothing to go up against, then, you know, is Rashford's media appeal going to drop off again? Is this a storm in a teacup? Not a storm in a keep, you know, because it's more than that what he's doing, but... You know what I mean? Is this oh, fantastic media, what you're saying? Yeah. Is it going to drop off and are the media going to move on to their next story in the next year or two? Or is this going to follow him through his whole career? Because if this type of hype follows him with his off-pitch charity activity, then, you know, he, he could be an absolute snip. I mean, there's so many bargains at, at the moment with the yields. But So to answer your question, I think Rashford would have to be second place behind Bruno and then Martial in third because of the lack of media. Um, and then who is the other one? Greenwood. Think Martial would win more than Pogba. Oh, I think so because Pogba just looks to be playing far too deep for my liking. Um, and then you've got Greenwood, who is just I don't think involved enough in the game yet to 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 be winning consistent PB. But in long long term, I think Greenwood's the best bet of them all. But you've got to be very patient and maybe you don't want to move into Greenwood for a couple of years until you see that consistent PB. I mean, mm. that's the beauty of the game. Um, I mean, some people would rather pay £13 for him in two years correct. and know he's really correct. good correct. than bet on him yeah. being good. Do you yeah. know what and, I mean? And I've got nothing against that. And actually, a lot of the time, I, I will choose to do that on sports betting on an event. You know, rather than take a blind guess that a tennis player is going to come back, I'll wait for them to show me something and accept that the price has moved adversely against me, 10 or 15%. But I know they're well and truly in the rallies now and turning the tables and on top. Because otherwise, you're kind of betting blindly on reputation for them to come back, but they might just not be at the races that day. So, yeah, that, that is the way other traders would play it. Just quick on Donny van der Beek, I think also. Oh, yeah, Goodbye. Yeah. I mean, I saw a tweet today about him. He scanned his surroundings uh, seven times in seven seconds. I mean, it reminded oh, wow. me of the great Cesc Fabregas. Well, Paul, well, uh, Paul Scholes. Yeah, Fabregas. but Fabregas was renowned for Fabregas that. Did pivoting so his much. neck. I mean, he had a, a 3D image of that pitch like no other midfielder. Such I'm awareness. just doing it as we speak. Yeah, you've left to right. Yeah, I know scouts look for that type of thing a lot uh, in terms of pivoting the head and the neck. So 
His space, I've spoke about his use of space and positioning, and I think he's really tidy with his feet. I read a really good article by um, someone on The Athletic, which I'm obviously plug soon, yeah, but yeah. it was someone said buying Donny van der Beek during the summer was like buying a really, really nice winter coat that was on offer in the summer that mm. you know you won't wear till the winter. Mm. But you know it's a really good coat. This is so I just, think we'll see him come to the fore. What an outstanding comment from you. I mean, I you know, I bought very fine garden furniture <laughs> last winter and got it delivered at a bargain and covered mm. it up for the winter. And then by the time spring twenty twenty arrived, I've got it at half price. Look who's laughing. I bought it out of season. <laughs> And Van der Beek has got a year to acclimate and get used to um, the surroundings, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, quick question. There's a question I want to bring forward just just to ask you because I'm interested. Uh, just really on. quickly, right? TW says, what is stopping Rashford from entering the conversation when it comes to King of the Index? Because <laughs> we're talking about it and I just want to bring that question forward. I, I would want to see the media monitor and okay. how it works in, 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 you know, real time. I'd want to know if he's a sure starter for England because I'm not sure he is. I'd want to know. Uh, I don't know. These are the these are the pieces of information fine, I want fine. to know, right? But, what, what, what do you think? Um, I'm going. This is the octopus. I asked the octopus this question. He says to me, physically, he has the tools to go to the top. Mentally, he has the tools to go to the top. Will the current coaches get him there? Probably not. He's got a lack of technical mastery and yeah. consistency in his decision-making. Although yeah, yeah. technical mastery is overrated, but it can irritate people. Output is the most valuable thing, and he has that in spades. Yeah. And that's I, the, I mean, that's the, that's the you know, ear to the king, the old optimist. Yeah. That's what he said. I agree <laughs> with him. It's, it's a nice comment. I think I also worry about um, United when they're not counter-attacking because they're not going to be able to do that against every single team. And there are going to be periods of frustration for people that hold United players, I think, when they're playing some of these deep yeah. blocks. Like when they play Palace, basically. I think they'll have a few of those where they might not lose, but they might not win them or they yeah, might not win yeah. them very convincingly. If I'd say top four now to you here today, I'd say City, Liverpool, Spurs and United. I think that's probably quite fair. Mm, okay. Um, um, I, I, before we get into the question, yes, I mate. A really, really great mogul idea. Actually, go this on. Is, yeah, go it's going to blow your mind. You're going to, yeah, probably will do. So, you know, Marcus Rashford's charity, right? Yeah. Or the the charity that he's asking everyone to donate to. Fair what shit. if we? You know, when DJs do like battles. Yeah. What if we did like a a live stream battle and saw who got more viewers in? Uh, you're blowing <laughs> me away there. And um, we get people to donate whoever's in the stream. They what can am I going to? What can we stream on any topic? I I don't know. So man. could I? It could I do? A, it was just an castle idea. defense because I've watched about three hours this week of how <laughs> castles were built and all the different defense mechanisms that they might use. So where the toilet is, let the fecal matter run away into the moat. So if you're attacking the castle, you've got to go through that. I've studied castles a lot. Could I do okay. a stream on that? You, you could if you wanted to. Okay. I mean. Um, it's just, not a bad just, idea. Just an idea. Let's see what the fans think. Okay. Let's see what the fans think. Right. While you get the questions up, I need yes. to pass the athletic, as I was mentioning. A uh, really good article that I read about Donny van der Beek the other day. If you guys are interested in checking out some of their great, great content, go over to theathletic.co.uk forward slash fig for 40% off your annual subscription, which comes out to a measly £2.99 a month. Panda, 
what have you bought recently that cost more than two pound ninety nine? Oh, why do I? I've got a bit of a headphone obsession, and it's my weakness. And actually, this is a question for my fans who help me with everything in life: dogs and all sorts, and training. Um, I need headphones that enable me to not only work out in them and they stay in my ear so they kind of like either loop around the back of the ear or they've got a little thing inside to sort of connect like to dig in my ear but i need to be able to take good phone calls on them so i've got jabra elite 65ts 75ts the phone quality uh the phone call quality isn't great with them jabra beats sorry um uh, beats by dre sorry i've got those here the uh, i don't know what model they are they wrap around the back of the ear again the core quality isn't great they're probably my leaders airpod pros they fall out quite a bit Base do you AirPods. have the, the airpod pros, uh, pros fall out your ears yeah when i run really? yeah when i when i do endurance running i'm afraid they fall out when do you do endurance running i used to and i'm afraid that when i did i had sweaty <laughs> ears this is before the turkish barber singed my ear here maybe it'd be different now but I've got sweaty ears and the AirPod Pros fell out. AirPod Pros are wonderful call quality, but... I think they're they the best Apple product ever. I just don't think that because they fall out my ears. So How could they fall out? So need... the original AirPods fell out my ears, but yeah. the Pros don't. Yeah. These are my... Maybe I need to change the tip and make the tip thicker. Yeah, make the tip thicker. Jabra, who are a very good brand, they're bringing out the 85Ts, which I may try. I'm going to send a photo. I've got nine pairs of headphones on my desk here. That's right. shocking, isn't it? Right. It is shocking. It is shocking. Right, let's move on. That's the athletic prog. All his headphones. Uh, <laughs> go on, give me a question. Right, give me a percentage chance, this is from Chris Barker, that there will be a positive announcement including actions to coincide with the end of DB. 12.5%. What, that there'll be an announcement or a positive one? That there'll be an announcement. Okay. What about uh, you? Are you going to, is that today or tomorrow, do you think Chris is asking? Well, between now and tomorrow. I think there'll be, I think, 70% announcement by the end of... T- Sorry, but heartburn. What you, what uh, 70% chance by the end of tomorrow. A progress update, to be honest. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I don't... Yeah, maybe Maybe I'm being... What I'm trying to say is I don't think anything will be changed. No. Can I, can I put some fears at rest? And I may put egg on my face, but I like to put myself out there. This is on the market. In the past, the market was so buoyant. Everyone saw this as a current account and... Everyone saw it. It's like, let's stick as much money as we can in, milk the bonus, and then we'll take it out the next day. In this climate, I don't think it's going to be... I don't think as many people have taken advantage of it. Therefore, I don't think the drop-off is going to be as steep tomorrow. Like, in the past, everyone was finding every spare penny they had. And they Especially when the spreads it. aren't kind. Yeah, and taking it out. I don't think we're going to see a massive drop-off tomorrow because I don't think loads of people have taken advantage of it. And if they have, there was actually a notable sell-off Monday this week. So mm. I think it'll be a smoother decline. Um, so, but there'll be a seventy percent announcement tomorrow. GPLO for you. Have you took advantage of both parts of the uh, bonus? No. Okay. And my th- last no. deposit was Black Sunday. Okay. And do you have anything to say to the people that use the football index hashtag to spread insufferable negative nonsense? Yes, yeah, it's, it's rubbish. I d- I just don't know. People must lead such boring lives. Like I can't imagine. Like I don't know. I can't imagine talking about FPL loads and using that hashtag. No. And do you know what I mean? Just talking shit about FPL. No. It'd be weird, wouldn't it? Yeah. Or like another, or Betfair or any other platform. It's not. It'd be, it'd be really weird. It's not for me. I mean, the Betfair forum wasn't as toxic as this, but there were still some big trolls in there and like horrible arguments and silly threads with all sorts of drama back in the early days before everyone moved off to tw- on to Twitter. So kind of follows i guess the difference though with with something like um 
Betfair is that you're most of the time, like 90% of the time, betting on 90-minute markets, right? So if you're kind of talking about, or like horse racing, whatever, and if you're talking about a game, there's going to be a winner of that argument, right? Yeah. <laughs> after after the game or the race. Whereas on Football Index, I think what happens is like, you know, a player does around. badly someone's like oh yeah you know what about now and then that yeah, does well yeah, and you're yeah, like yeah, oh yeah. well what about now and it, yeah, that goes on yeah. for their whole career so yeah. how do you ever stop the bickering i don't know okay over to you some discord question questions. from fi and tonic from the fig discord thoughts on a share split chances of it occurring in the immediate pre-2021 pros and cons and for or against it being pre-2021 right to me you have surgery to perform so I think a football index is a bit like a car crash victim. It's coming. You need to stabilize the patient, stabilize the market and perform actions like VWAP, uh, sorry, like changing the price drop mechanic, changing the portfolio valuation, liquidity, depth. So that's fine. But I think you also need to offer some incentive to stay at the table and gamble and for some incentive for people at home to go to their wives and say, look, let's stay in here. I think if you combine a first international tournament the first in three years with a share split that's a hugely powerful proposition and that'll give traders new and old the confidence to stick with the platform through this transitionary period and once that transition is complete fig i think the platform will be it will have such more solidity to it because the foundations have been laid and will have liquidity so essentially you're going one step back to go several steps forward and to get back to hyper growth but, you know, you need more now than just yields. And I think you need more than fluff language. And I think by offering, you know, people at work look forward to a summer holiday. It keeps them going through the winter because they're thinking we've got some holiday to look forward to. That's the incentive of a share split. And I think people that don't want to buy certain players at 12, 13 pounds, um, you know, for them to get them at three or four psychologically, it makes a big boost. Why I wouldn't do it straight away and I'd say, you know, I'd announce it and say it's going to be six, seven months is because we want to get some growth before it. You wouldn't want to use that up now with the markets in its current state. Agreed. Bit of a rant. Makes sense? Um, uh, Yeah, makes sense. I think I agree with you. I wouldn't do it immediately. I'd do it. I would announce it immediately though, because I think you need to absolutely get that carrot out there. But, um, okay. I wouldn't do I've got it. a quick one here from Old Man Fi. Do you think yeah. it could be a profitable strategy to focus on those players who have dropped most since uh, Brown Sunday ahead of any fixes or feature implementations? If so, all the following who you'd buy the most of, I'm excluding Sancho. So he says Bruno, Greenwood, Mbappe, Haaland, Trent, Foden, Cherky. Uh, first part, I would massively focus on the players that have dropped, not blindly because not every player that had a peak can get back to their peak, but you've got potential to jump up in price far quicker than someone like Fatty who's already at peak value because there's more weight of money to, to sledge, sort of sledgehammer through. So I would I would definitely advise that strategy. And who are the what was the names of the footballers he asked about? Uh, Bruno, Greenwood, Mbappe, Haaland, Trent, Foden, Cherky. Oh, there's so many you've listed there. All of them, I think. <laughs> All right, all right, a little... Uh... Maybe not Shirky yet, maybe wait for Memphis to move on. Yeah. Right, um, are you dressing up for Halloween this year, says Mr. Market, and if so, what are you going to dress up as? Uh, well, I love them rockets. Okay. <laughs> we can be one and you can be the other. I yeah, but that's be... not really Halloween, is it? Maybe a black yeah. heart and... Um... Black heart and a depleting rocket. Yes! Like a... Uh, yes yes yeah um right 
uh, FI Architect says, as a master carver yourself, what's more important, the tools you use or the practice you put in? Um, oh, I think the practice. I think if you can get 10,000 hours, your belt of carving pumpkins, you've got half a chance, and then you can overcome any tool. Um, FI Jack from the Fig Discord, who's going to win the US election and by what margin? Yeah, this is a really good question because there's, there's what, two things I've learned in life, and these are such powerful lessons, and I'd have advised most of my fans to follow this. Don't talk openly, I don't think, in big groups around politics or religion uh, because I find it really hard to get an agreement and it just leads to, I don't know, you need to be careful who you talk about that stuff around. So I'm not going to talk about my question was genuine, by the way, I wasn't shit posting. No, I know he wasn't the master forecaster. I'm interested in your thoughts. No, I'm sorry, mate. I'm I'm not going to cover religion or politics on this. Do you, do you bet much on politics? Um, no, have you dabbled? I've dabbled because you know, I would have done, but, I just, yeah, I, I think it's a way. Politics really let me, not for me. Let me ask right. a better one then. Okay. Isle of Man guy. That was a good question. It just wasn't funny. <laughs> Who's going to win anything? You tell me. I have no idea. I'm not the master <laughs> forecaster. I've got no idea about politics, mate. <laughs> okay. Chelsea have a lot of attacking talent at their disposal at the moment. Who do you feel is the best value out of the lot? <sighs> I quite like Ziyech, but we haven't seen if he's going to take set pieces yet, have we? No. I think Pulisic, out of all of them, is the. Does Frank like him though? I don't know, but at some I point, d- I don't know if like I, I, him. I remember watching him against us in the champ- uh, Champions League final. That's never going to happen. FA Cup final, and he was so scary. He, like, no, he so look, so scary. love him as a footballer, but is he durable enough? And does Frank like him? I don't know, but I think he's the best talent in yeah. that team. I would say the biggest bargain might be uh, Hudson-Odoi or Tammy Abraham, to be honest with you. Really? But you've really got to be patient with them long term. See, I don't know if, if Frank likes anyone apart from fucking Mason Mount. <laughs> I don't. But the thing is, I, I don't even think you need... Like, oh, it's Tammy just that you just said those two names and I was like, I don't think Frank finds a fancy side of them. No, he, he doesn't. Tried to sell, he tried to sell both. No, I'm not saying that. I don't even think you need them at Chelsea for them to be richly rewarded. If you're giving me Tammy Abraham at a pound, who has pretty similar stats to like Lataro, and I'm not saying he's ever going to be as good as him, but Tammy Abraham, I believe, is a top... 12 to 13 Premier League footballer like at that club level he's 23 he's a pound I find it hard to think you can lose that bet there's not much downside to me um, Joe Stoker says will Eden Hazard ever produce the goods for Real Madrid or will he continue to be a flop I think he'll probably increase his output at some point I just don't think it will be significant no no okay I don't, I don't think he's going to turn it around to be honest with you no did you see how toxic that? I'll oh, go on and carry on. Oh, yeah, the Vinicius oh, Junior yeah, and yeah. Oh, my word. Imagine That's being Vinicius Junior and watching that when man, you go home I as a 20 year olds from the, from the focal point leader in your team. Oh, Absolutely. I thought, well, apart from Sergio Ramos. I thought disgusting. Not, not that I'm naive enough to think it doesn't go on at clubs and there's clicks, but just shows you, you know, you're a youngster from South America <laughs> or somewhere moving over to a massive club like Madrid. You've got the Madrid, Madrid Easters in terms of their toxicity. You know, there's quite a hard crowd to play. But in this battle. just shows how hard it uh, is it's f- to be yeah. a young player and to go into completely, one of those sides. Completely. Because there are, there are stories, right? You know, Benzema's not the only. There are stories of Messi bullying players in training to the point where they want to leave the club, right? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and, you know, um, it was Latan going back to Milan. Apparently, he, he looked at Hakan Kanoglu and was like, you need to up your game. 
Yeah, you I mean, see, and you you up your game or you leave. You can see why the failure rate for these youngsters is so high because to the move pressure. into a dressing room, and that's why we've been quite complimentary of Erling Haaland in terms of you know when he was he kind of leading at that age Dortmund club. Although Dortmund, let's not make no mistake, it's nowhere near the standard no. club as a Barca Real Madrid. It's far easier to play a trade at Dortmund oh. than it is Madrid. I mean, Madrid makes me feel queasy. If you said to me, <laughs> "Where would you like to go and play a trade, Adam?" You know, where would you struggle with? Um, I'd probably say Madrid like least choice. <laughs> um, I, the funniest bit of that for me was <laughs> they were obviously talking between each other. Was it Benzema and Fernand Mendy? And, um, yeah, yeah. And yeah, Courtois was just kind of standing there. Obviously, I think he speaks French because he's from Belgium, right? Yes, he would. But yeah, yeah. I, I was just thinking they probably talk shit about Courtois all the time. He's fucking awful. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, uh, quick, quick, uh, big question. Do you cool. know the uh, language they speak in Belgium? Flemish. Very but good. But it's a dying language, very isn't it? Good. Dying language, isn't it? Right. Uh, FI strategist. Oh, this is very, very somber, actually. I don't like this, but we'll do it. Would you rather break your leg or Jaden Sancho break his <laughs> leg? <laughs> uh, I'd prefer to smash my leg into a million pieces oh, rather God. than Sancho. <laughs> I'd actually ask them to um, lengthen my leg. That's an operation I haven't decided on whether to have or not. Apparently, if you smash your leg into smithereens, they can, like, oh, um, extend what if, what it. What have you metal- been reading? It's a leg extender, but they need to break your leg first. Oh, mate. Don't do that. Please. Okay. okay. Um, FI newbie. Um, mm, lovely newbie. FI give you and three other traders two weeks to turn around the current situation. What do you get in two, uh, done in two weeks and what comms do you put out? I don't know if I could do it in two weeks, but... I mean, look, liquidity sits at the top of the tree. Absolutely. If we, if we go down from there, though, I think there's four or five pieces we've discussed consistently. You need to revalue the portfolios because it shouldn't. I don't think it should be based on the lowest 900. They need to think about the mechanics around players dropping and increasing. Um, what else do they need to do? Um, that's what. Anything help me out, Fig? I forget what we um, spoke about. Share split 100% needs to be announced. Um, media monitor, but maybe that's not urgent, but. You know, people are waiting for that. I'd like to see that. But next two weeks, I'll probably focus on the first four points. Mm. Um, got a question here from PMK <laughs> yes. from the Fig Discord. FR make an announcement tomorrow. Would you rather NASDAQ, uh, presumably depth comes in and market makers arriving with a guaranteed date of the 4th of December? Nothing is changing in the meantime or adjusted player evaluation and depth is available immediately, but no further details of NASDAQ and market makers. I'm going to make this easy. It's number one. Okay easily good good easily good um strong uh definitely definitely oh here you go question for you i've just seen here i like this one without googling i know the answer to this i'm gonna i'm gonna blow you away which animal kills the most people each year a cow followed by which mammal kills the most people one of them is a cow incorrect is it not no is it dogs Mm, that's quite high up on the list, but I don't think it's that. Cows and dogs are high up on the list, aren't they? Tell me. I don't I'm know right. if cows are. I'm going to search be. this up right now because right. well, no, I'll tell you the answer then. Right, shall I? Actually, I don't know if I know the answer. The animal. I know the mosquito kills loads. Oh, that malaria. doesn't count, though. Does it not? No. No. The, 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 the mammal is humans, homicides, and murders. Okay. All right. And no. War. Look. Okay. Um, I think. I hope I'm not made a fool of myself because I sounded so confident there. Snakes kill. Snakes kill, but that's a record. 50,000 people per yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? Yeah. Dogs kill 25,000 people per year. I told you, dogs were high. Dogs were high. That was a really good answer from you. Yep. So mosquitoes, humans, snakes, and then dogs, apparently. But 
how many people do cows kill a year? Oh, for some reason, someone told me. I didn't, cows think they, I didn't think they were that deadly cows. I mean, when I think of deadly animals, the, the cow doesn't... I mean, what would you... Gag on the udders or choke you with the udders or <laughs> over, over eat, over drink the milk? My cows eat. Yeah, hold on. I'm just I, just, I can't really. I mean, are they quick enough to charge you down? No, no, no. I'm, I'm wrong. You're wrong. Oh, I'm so, so wrong. I don't know uh, why I've heard cows. Maybe I've got them confused with hippos. They're deadly. Mm, yeah, they are deadly. They can, I saw a hippo the other day crushing a watermelon. Quite the sight. Um, old man, I want to do this for him and you're not going to like it, but we have to get one minute of wrestling chatting each week because they're just so many fans. He's asked me here to rank these uh, tag teams. So we've got the Bush, the Bushwhackers, the Steiners, Heart Foundation, Demolition, New Age Outlaws, Legion of Doom, the Rockers, Dudley Boys. I'm not going to do them all because Fig gets bored and there might not be that many wrestling fans, but I think Demolition sits at the top of the tree because they were the originals before Legion of Doom. So Demolition is my favourite tag team. Second is probably the New Age Outlaws for their personality and the kind of gimmick. Uh, and then I'd go for probably the Dudley Boys for the TLC matches. The Rockers were too lightweight for me, too much speed. Um, Heart Foundation a bit bland. So Bushwhackers just completely naff. Come in a Royal Rumble 91 and got tossed over the top rope. So good. Thanks for accepting that, Fig. Oh, God. Um, we've got a question here <laughs> from Sav2000 from yes. the, the forum Discord now. I don't know what the forum changed. There's been some nonsense on the timeline regarding the active users section on the main page of the site and what that actually means. Discuss. Um, I, I don't know. Does active users mean people that have executed? That have traded trade. in the last 24 hours. Yes. Yeah, so if you've got one matched share, one buy or one sale in the last 24 hours, you're a number on that. Would you be a number on that? In the last 24 hours? I don't uh, think I would be. I recently got the app again. Um, yeah, I would be. Yeah, I would be. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. wouldn't be. See, I wouldn't be. No. Um, a lot of people, you know what? <sighs> Honestly, I haven't had the app for ages. And I don't want to be too negative, but 50% of people I talk to have been completely disengaged with the app. So although I don't know peak numbers, I would suggest 3,000, 3,500 is way down on peak traffic. And it will be until things are corrected. Mm. Um, Football index focus here. Yeah. Fig, what are you most scared of? Death. Panda taking over podcast hosting duties or a Spurs Premier League title win? It's C for me. A Spurs, a Spurs Premier, Premier League, League worries title you more win. than me taking over? Yeah, absolutely. Wow. I don't actually know the other bear question because I only like pandas. Sorry, focus. If um, you weren't a panda bear, what other type of bear would you be? I, d- I don't know the answer, I'm afraid, because I'm just too loyal to the panda. Um, Luar Luar says here, what hold player has done you the most wrong on your time in FI? Completely betrayed your faith in their value and basically left you feeling like a mug. <laughs> Mine is Kater. Kater. Mine's uh, Belotti. Um, I'm just trying to think if I've had one. Uh, I mean, you, I tell you who hasn't done me very well and he's put on a load of weight and looks a load of shit this year, Mohamed Hatterin. Oh, really? So, I really so maybe, him. yeah, so probably him. He's got his early fat, days. He? he just doesn't look right. Too, um, yeah, go on. FI Gardener, as Fig is the more senior member of the Pandacast, can you remember a more testing time on FI? Yes, one comes to mind, 2017 summer. Um, apart from that, not really. No, no. I, very testing time for me. Very hard 
to outperform this market. I mean, it's not just a few players. The whole market's down. And you can see that with Index Track and their data. Um, when roughly, this is from Rob C, Index Jesus, who we, who we like and know. When roughly do you think each of the following will happen? Look, it, so he's given four good suggestions here, which we covered so many times. To me, a change of port valuation, depth of visibility, migration to NASDAQ, MB changes. I would just say, Rob, in the next three months, I'd like to see them all. But maybe I'm being too slack there. Do you think the next two months, Vig? Mm, yeah, I think it's within now the next eight at, weeks. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. now looking at that kind of okay. that kind of thing. Right. Uh, Fi Ben, as the largest shareholder in Sancho and yeah. therefore the person most affected by recent events, what is your advice to those panicking? Words of wisdom from the panda. Um. Well, I'm just looking around my wall here with all my quotes and scriptures. Um, just trying to find the right quote, which is applicable to this situation. Um, I don't know. I thought Lee B done, uh, had a good quote uh, tweet sort of thread this week. I mean, like, I was never planning to sell any Sancho. Ideally, if I'd have read the market better, you could argue, I know when I would have sold at 14 um, and bought back lower, but I never planned to sell any. I'm in it for the long haul. So kind of water off a duck's back, to be honest with you. Um, but I don't have a quote. I'll dig one out for you next week, Ben. Um, Fire says here, where and when does Erling Haaland move next? Um, I, I, I'd, I'd want, I think, I think he'll move to the Premier League. Wow. I would be very worried. I think Juventus summer 2022. Hmm. Okay. Right. Um, anything from you? We'll keep going. Uh, successful forecaster this yep. is from bobby axelrod who's been yes, bobby. me off a little bit hasn't he recently yeah what are your thoughts on previously written off premiums putting in great pb numbers this week will traders ever adapt to a longer term view or are knee-jerk absolutes destined to be forever part and parcel of it um knee-jerks are always going to be a part of this platform and you know we we want to cater for all types of traders but i in my thinking the more and more this grows and the more and more sharp money comes in, so sharp versus square money, um, we won't see such sell-offs and we'll see more patience because people won't be willing to throw away good bets and I think they'll be more patient. So I think it will change, but it won't be in the short term. <laughs> Sorry, I've just seen such a funny question. Uh, F.I. Lammings, who yeah. when I actually copy his questions to my show notes for the Sunday Pot, I've phonetically spelt it out now to not make it lambings anymore because i've had so many complaints someone actually said someone said to me fig i smack my steering wheel every time i hear that and i was like look i don't want (laughs) to i don't want to cause any road accidents do i so no um so place these in orders of completion that we've had a lot of these order questions haven't you and i don't think you've answered any of them uh panda 20 has all 20 members published fi use nasdaq tech sancho hits 13 pounds Kimmich has one pound in dividends this season. He has 42p so far. And the first Premier League manager is sacked. What a great question. I think you need to go back to this and, and write it out. Where is it? On, uh, on Twitter? It's on the questions. Yeah, on Twitter. I just want to find it because I forgot the names. Oh, here we go. I've got it. Right. So I think the first manager to be sacked will be start of December. So that's four weeks away. Who do you reckon it will be? Scott Parker, probably. Scotty Parker. So that's, say, December the 1st. If I use NASDAQ tech will be mid-December, I think, at the earliest. Um, Sancho hits 13. Should Could be on a port revaluation and with another big score at the weekend. 
No, not 13. It would need a reshuffle of this mechanic, but it could happen mid to end of November. So that goes into first place. Sim- Kimmich has a pound. January the 10th. And Panda 20 has all 20 members. I'm publishing number 20 on Christmas Day. I've already know number 20. We've we've had a few requests of doing like a Christmas special where we don't talk about FI. Yeah, I I can do that. I'm actually a master of the Christmas uh, turkey and cooking and ambience and having a train around the bottom of the tree. I know where to go to buy things, garden centres, animatronic reindeer. I can offer a lot to people. Hmm. Right. Football um, Index, uh, Football MDJ Mel says, keeping with the theme, what's your biggest FI horror story, which we've, you know, kind of answered. And for yeah. fun, if you were both trapped in a house with a crazed psycho outside trying to kill you both, which of you would m- be most likely to survive? Um, I'm very resourceful with my weaponry in, in the fault here. So I think that I'm a dirtier kind are of we, character. But, but we're both but trapped a in a house. But we're both trapped in a Not house. Not my house. Well, in a house. We're both trapped together. Right. Me and you. And we're, they're we're trying to, fighting... They're trying, they're trying to get psycho us. psycho is trying to get, get us. So who would die first? I don't think we'd die, would we? Because, you know, we'd take them on together. Yeah, we probably would win. I don't I think either s- of us. I, I think we both see, No, I think... I feel sorry for the intruder, to be honest. With your, mm. I mean, you've got hands <laughs> and feet. And you move them at the speed of light with your martial arts background. You know, yeah. you're like, you're, you're like, um, rather than sleepy Pet Barisha, I'd call you like a Bruce Lee style Pet Barisha. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, right. FI Bull, on current price, who's the best value for money out of these three young English elite players? I like Trent, these Sancho, questions. Trent, or Rashford. And he says, by the way, if you don't thank me for my question this week, mm. I will mm. never ask a question again. Yeah, no, Meaning no, no. the the panda cast will have about 7% less quality content. Yeah. And I don't want him to, to run away um, because he asks good questions. Um, who, so thanking him. So thank you for your name. Thank you for the question ball. Um, look, I, it's, it's silly asking me a question like that because there's only one name, you know, for me and it's cause I haven't changed that. So Sancho, but sorry, that's boring. Okay. Um, what the hell? Robbo, FICFC, Chelsea fan classic. Who would you rather do the panda cast with if Fig wasn't there? Pick mm. someone who would be risky by getting someone who's not been on a podcast okay. yet or yeah. controversial or yeah. be a bit more boring and pick right. a already flushed out I've got two. I've got two options. From the community. Yeah, wow. I've got two options here. My dream is to do a panda cast. Oh, there's three or four names that come to mind. Obviously, we know how much I adore Donwell. <laughs> I'd probably just choose I'm, to get Lee Butler on with me. You know, I think that would be pretty cool. Um, and I think he's going to come on soon. So Lee B for me, I'd like to do one with him and I'd like to throw these facts at him and see how he were, uh, reacted. And from someone that hasn't been on your shows, I'd love to do it with Stu McDonald. Oh, I've been trying. Mate. I would love I've to get trying. Stu. I'd love to do a show with Stu. I think we could. It's like continuing and continually messaging a girl that just has no interest, you know? Yeah. I think he, yeah, yeah. There's a, I'd like to do one with Sam Richards, to be honest as well. Yeah. Because I might have to start a petition to get Stu on the podcast. Should we start getting a third wheel on these shows, like rotating? Or do you think that's just too much? Uh, I think maybe, eh, maybe on occasion. 
Yeah, like, like once every month or something. Once, but it's hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I've got one here from Roly go Poly Pony. It's actually yeah. to me, and I've got to answer it because you know me and him have fallen out recently. So he'd be upset <laughs> if I don't answer this because I I said he was six out of ten last week. He's come back with a ten out of ten question here. As we will be taking to the ru- the ring soon, Panda contracts pending. Blah, blah, blah. I want to know who you think would win if the top 30 players on FI entered the Royal Rumble. They would enter in reverse order. So 30th place goes first and first enters last. Right. Let me bring the price. I'm going to bring it up here. Hold on. Right. Who would win a Royal Rumble? Now, if you are they, are they unarmed? Yes. Like, it's like a ring. And basically, you, a Royal Rumble in the WWF, you throw people over the top rope to eliminate them, and last one standing in the ring is the winner. Hmm. Okay. So, just scanning. You've got some decent entrants in the mid-20s. Lewandowski, Pogba, Kamavinga, I think, is quite dynamic. But again... I think it's only one man, isn't there? Oh. <sighs> I'm just trying to see if anyone can beat. Yeah, I think Haaland wins the Royal yeah. Rumble in fifth place because he's. Well, fresh. he comes in at fifth, and he's just, he comes he's just, in late, he's just swinging those massive long yeah, arms, over and yeah. no one's getting close to Is him. That, so, yeah, probably. So, Harry maybe Kane, if someone comes or... gets gets in on the inside, yeah. Does do you think Harry Kane's got a strong chin, or Not do you think really. he'd bite his tongue? Probably. Right. Sorry, I've got got off. one here from George Barnstable. Panda, jo- Georgie. Yep. Georgie. <laughs> Georgie, Georgie, Georgie. Did, didn't yeah. you say you could carve pun- pumpkins? What is that? And then question to think, how come you aren't as vocal about your holds and portfolios as some other big names? Uh, mm. R, Panda, EJ, ASP, what are you trying yeah, to hide? So why are you not then, Fig? I don't know. I just don't really want to influence anyone's thinking and anyone's... I think I'm, I'm stuck in between a rock and a hard place because if I think if I talk about people that I hold vocally, then I will be accused, obviously, of, of pushing those prices. Um... And I guess I think it's probably even more sensitive now that we have order books. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I just I'd rather be in a position mm, where mm, I'm quite mm. mysterious about those holds, and I just don't really. I, I, don't I really agree. Get in I that. think I think there's some responsibility and accountability if you're if you are a big account with loads of followers. Not that I would have sold Sancho, but you know I, I wouldn't have felt particularly great about myself if I'd have come down like. 70% after being so bullish on him and saying he was a multi-year hold. You know, I'm a man of honour. I'm the captain of the ship. You know, I'm you a leader die, amongst, die of, I'm a leader amongst men. Like, I, I just want to be, you know, what I say, at least back it up and put your money where your mouth is. So, <laughs> And you've been successful in your career, you know, on FI and gambling, putting your money where your mouth is. Very successful on FI, yeah. And, uh, so, yeah, so, you know, so, you know, so, yeah, so, but I think for you, I agree with that. I don't know what you've got to benefit from putting your holds out there because you're in a very different position to me, obviously, as being someone that hosts podcasts and does all the content you do. So, um, and what did George ask me? He said, Panda, you didn't Yeah, I didn't like that. Pump- I'm not even going pumpkins. No, that, what is that? I'm not even answering that nonsense. That's oh my weakest my pumpkin. That's for children of the family on my <laughs> wife's side, not for the children of the family on the panda side. They get better pumpkins. Um, Right. <laughs> run fat boy run that's a good one here hypothetically with both your power and influence what's the largest animal you could cellophane to a lamppost what? and how would you go about doing it <sighs> largest animal i could cellophane to a lamppost crikey um i'd probably go something like a llama or an alpaca. An alpaca, actually, I'd go for because they're non-threatening. They're docile. I don't think they'd be in fear. I love animals. I wouldn't want to be cruel to an animal. So I think an alpaca 
would take a quick cellophane in quite well. Oh, this is a good one from F.I. Frodo. Mm. To Fig, would you rather swap Arteta for Jose and keep your current squad or keep Arteta and swap Arsenal Arsenal squad for Tottenham's? It's definitely, definitely the second one. I would, yeah. I would. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's, Just imagine, it, yeah. imagine what the big man could do with that squad. Absolutely. Uh, this is for. Pa- I got a bit of confusion last night for Panda. Does your tweet last night around excitement about Messi's penalty mean you were hoping for Messi to score to win divs? Does that mean you sold Sancho? No. Apologies for any confusion. Even though Messi scored and took star man, and I that cost me a lot of money. I was just excited for the platform. You know. People may choose to believe me or not, but I genuinely, the platform's health and its longevity comes first to me. So I was just excited for the night. So there's, yeah, no, I don't own Messi. At the start of next season, this is from JV at yep. Jonah222. Uh, which clubs will the following be at? Sancho, Mbappe, Messi, <laughs> Messi and Pogba? Uh, I think Pogba is at PSG or Juventus. Do you really think he'll 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 leave? I do. If I'm okay. forced to, I don't think it's a. Ma- I don't think it's ninety percent, but more chance than not, I'd say. Okay. So I think Pogba's at one of those two. I think Messi is at Barca. I think Mbappe. Now that is a tricky one. I think he's at Madrid. Really? And, and Sancho, I'm fairly convinced, is at United. Do you really think so? Mbappe, Neymar, this situation, both got a year left in the summer. Yeah, right? yeah. So. Yeah. Surely both can't leave. I don't think they can, both of them. But, but could they both stay? I find that hard to believe because really? I believe that the, the Madrid negotiations for Mbappe have been going on since Monaco. Really? It's been a long time in the making. Okay. And these transfers do take multiple years to, to sort out. Now, in this economic climate, of course, there's a risk it doesn't happen. Are Madrid even that good? But I think he's got his heart set on on Madrid. It could he could push it off by a few years? But okay. you know why is he not signed that really contract young. yet? Yeah, he's but only why has he not signed that so. contract yet? And PSG, if anything, when I've seen them this season, look like their quality is dropping. <sighs> I think you're getting to this age now. Mbappe is a World Cup winner, finalist champ- Champions League. He's won the French League multiple times with two different clubs. Yeah, he needs to stamp his name on that uh, Ballon d'Or. That's mad, isn't it? He won it with Monaco. Everyone forgets that. Everyone's like, oh. That was an you know, excellent Monaco What's he actually I'd, done? I'd like to see the Monaco. What's he actually done? I'd like to see the Monaco team uh, versus Porto. You know, the two good ones. Mm, mm. What, Mourinho's Porto? Mourinho's Porto versus, um, oh, what's the guy, the bald head that managed Monaco? Uh, Jardim. Jardim. Yes. Jardim. Jardim, yes. Yeah, yeah. Have we got one more question each in us? Go on, we have, we have, we have. Let me just find it. <laughs> that from FI dude, I think he's banned from questions. Yep. That is terrible, that. I saw that and it was I've seen to... your response. I told that's definitely a panda after dark type thing for your own. I can't answer that on a family show. I mean I know the I know the answer, <laughs> I might DM him the answer. But, FI um... Warnock, would you rather have wheels for feet or propellers for hands? <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'd have wheels for feet. Come on. That's not even a fair contest. I mean, there's no way I want propellers for hands. How the hell am I going to stir my scrambled egg? I guess I could use the propeller. (laughs) I could just put my propeller (laughs) in the pan, couldn't I? I Depends how big they are. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You might need like a massive pan for your massive propeller hands. You can't mean Could you take off and fly then with your propeller hands? Now that would be something. Now that would change the argument. 
Could you, I would probably prefer that then. Could you put your hands like downwards and like, you know, Iron Man, the propellers just propel you upwards and you're just flying around. <laughs> then you could become like a real like action man, like a proper you know, superhero. That's true. I don't know. Go on, last question yeah. from you. Right. Oh, no, no, like, I haven't really, oh, got, got loads Sh- down. Shout out to Football Index Italy, uh, who's done a really Nice little pumpkin. pumpkin there, yeah. Um, let's just, oh, favourite Halloween movie, but you haven't got any for me, have you? Um, da, 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 da. When will we be happy again? Within three months, I would say. This is kill pyjam. Okay. We will be, we are all happy already. I'm happy, to be honest. Yeah. Frustrated, but happy. Frustrated. You can be frustrated and and funny at the same, uh, funny, happy at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Is that all we've got time for? I suppose so. Yeah. Been a pleasure. Great Uh, questions. Great. I'll miss you again over the next The best one yet. I don't know about that. I still think two weeks ago was podcasting history when I, I went think off last to get week a dog. was really good. Last week was good. A bit too much football, I think, for some. <laughs> <laughs> Where can people find out more about At you? Sporting underscore Panda and on the uh, Fig Patreon, I've got my own channel where I it's offer wisdom. A bit channel. like this week, I said I've been Adele, bullied into it, not out of my own. Adele and Firm Britain. I was really upset they had gastric bands and didn't tell the truth. Oh, Fig, 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 Fig. I want to leave you on this question. I forgot to ask at the start. <laughs> Who is your? Who do you fancy most out of the Kardashians? Ah, uh, probably Kendall Jenner. Kendall Jenner isn't Kendall. Kendall Jenner is a name. Um, because there's four of them. Out of the do you Kondash- even know who they all are? I, I got probably, probably Kylie. To be fair, Kylie Kardashian. Oh, it's Kylie Jenner, isn't it? Uh, Kylie Jenner, Kylie yeah. and Kendall Jenner. Yeah, I, I, yeah. Kylie. So you're Kylie. Did you see Kim Kardashian's fucking private island 40th That's party? That's why I brought it up to you, because I literally That's studied. Insane, I was studying it? all the photos this morning. How um, mad is that? Yeah, I know. It was crazy, actually. It was pri- they all had to quarantine for two weeks, didn't they, beforehand? Oh, my word. And, and then they, they had all had to have loads of tests. There. And then literally they were welcomed onto the island and just going to party for her 40th. Fucking hell. I mean, when you're... Of that, when you're a billionaire, right? Kim, Chloe, Courtney, isn't it? Yeah, and then you've got Kendall and Kylie. Yeah, they all K's. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the running theme, isn't it? Christ, I never do that. I think that's why they've done it, mate. <laughs> she, they're clever than they let on, aren't they? <laughs> well, right. I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay, we won't go into it. Right, you can find me at Fi Guy. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Hopefully, though, the Kardashian segment at the end hasn't bored you to death. Um, we will catch you next week for uh, more Ficast Extra. Um, stay safe. And remember, Football Index is a gambling platform. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Mm-hmm.